Hi, this is Jimmy Evans with Marriage Today. This podcast is dedicated to equipping families with the teaching and tools they need to succeed. We hope you enjoy this episode and subscribe for more marriage building content. I want to talk about love. I want to talk about just our concept of love because it's so critical. John 3, 16, uh, God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whoever believes in him should not perish but have everlasting life. And so God is love. The, the standard of love is God. And it says God so loved you that he gave Jesus. That's what it's saying here. The word love here is a different word though. And so we're t- gonna talk about Greek words for love here in just a minute. But the word love in the Greek language, the Bible, the New Testament was re- originally written in the Greek language. The word is agape. And the word agape is a very unique word for love, and it's the standard of all love. And let me give you the definition of agape. Unconditional love. Love by choice and an act of the will. The word denotes unconquerable benevolence and undefeatable goodwill. It will never seek anything but the highest good for another person. It does not need a chemistry, an affinity, or a feeling. It is a love that endures through any circumstance or difficulty. Agape is a love that exclusively belongs to God and God's people. Now that's a really wonderful brand of love right there. And so people fall in love. Karen and I uh, fell in love when we were 16 years old and you know we told each other we loved each other, but our love ran out. And after several years of marriage, we were out of love. And we told each other that, that we were out of love. And we have to admit that many people who fall in love today and genuinely believe that they love each other and they get married, their love will not endure. Their love. Now, now there's no way, listen to me, there is no way that agape love will ever say, I don't love you anymore. It can't say, it. God can never say, God so loved you that he gave Jesus. It is impossible for God to ever say to you, I don't love you anymore. That's why agape love is so superior. It doesn't need chemistry. It doesn't need an affinity. It doesn't need an emotion. It it is an an unconditional love of the will. I choose to love you. And so many people who fall in love, they fall in love based on chemistry or sexual attraction or emotion or something like that, and it just runs out. It's not, it will not endure till death to us part. It simply will not. And either you divorce or just live miserable for the rest of your lives. So here's the difference between God's love and other types of love. First of all, I wanna ask you some questions, and don't answer these out loud, but just wanna ask you some questions if you're married, and that is, uh, do you love your spouse? Okay, don't don't answer out loud. And just, I don't wanna start any fights in here. I I don't have time to stick around and counsel. So, uh, do you love your spouse? Okay, okay, so. If yes, what do you mean by that? What, what, when you say to your spouse, I love you, what does that mean to you? Okay. If no, if I said, do you love your spouse? You say, no, I, I think I'm out of love with my spouse. What do you mean by that? If yes, what is the difference? If you say, yes, I love my spouse, what is the difference between, between the way you love them and the way you love food, your pets, or something else? And see, we throw, the, the English language is a very inefficient language. We have, I can't remember, I think it's something like, we have 10,000 words in our language, it's like the Greek language has 35,000 words. The, the Greek language is much more efficient because we say, I love hot dogs, I love the cowboys, and I love my wife. There's something wrong with that. 
Now the Cowboys and Karen, never mind. Okay, so I, don't tell her I said that. Okay. But we need a better, we need a better language. We need a better understanding of the word. We love everything. We just love, the word love just means absolutely nothing in our culture. You have to admit it. And so here are the five kinds of love in the Greek language. And so if you're speaking Greek and you want to say that you love something, you can be very exacting about what you mean by it. There's a word in the Greek language is epithumeia. Okay. This is where we get our word thermos. It means passion. And so if I'm saying I love the cowboys or I love to hunt or I love to golf or I love this or that, I'm talking about I'm very passionate about that. That's epithemia, that's great, okay? But that's the word specifically. Eros, we all know what that means. It's erotic, that's where we get our word erotic, is sexual love. And so we have to admit that a lot of the people that are telling another person today that they love them, they're talking about a sexual attraction, okay? Phileo. Phileo is brotherly love, it's friendship. Philadelphia is philos and Delphia. Delphia is brother, philos is brotherly love or friendship. And so if, uh, if you have a friend that you're very fond of, a, a brother or sister in Christ or someone and you tell them you love them, that's what you're saying. You're saying I phileo you. Storge uh, is a family bond. It's a bond that you just simply have with your family members because they're family. It's like you have weird relatives but you love them anyway, you know. Because there, there's a love there that goes beyond chemistry or affinity or things like that. It's, I feel a love for you because you're family. That's storge love. And then the fifth type of love is agape love. Listen, it is the only brand of love that doesn't need an emotion. It doesn't need an emotion. Every other type of love is an emotion-based love. And that's why they're inferior. They cannot function without an emotion present. Agape love is the only non-emotional based love. So here, let me ask again, I've got more questions for you. The first question, do you love your spouse? Okay, based on what I just said. And you might say, well, I phileo my spouse, or I storge my spouse, but you know, I don't know if I you know, agape them. If so, if you, if you are measuring, if, if you do love your spouse, are you measuring that primarily by an emotion or decision of your will? Is your love an emotion-dependent love? That's what I'm asking. So if you say, yes, I love my spouse, but I think it's because I feel good about them right now, sometimes I wonder. If not, if you say, no, I don't love my spouse, what do you mean by that? Lost, you lost your passion? You were once more passionate, and now you're not as passionate? Lack of sexual interest? It used to be that y'all had a, a better sex life, and now you don't have it. You're no longer friends, you don't feel goodwill in the relationship. And here's another question. With what type of love do you want to be loved by God and your spouse? Now, this is an important question. Think about this for just a minute. Okay. Do you want unconditional or conditional love? From, let's just talk about God for just a minute. Do you want God to love you because you're having a good day and he's pleased? Or do you want God to love you in spite of the fact that you're having a bad day? Everybody? Everybody? Sim is that kind of a simple one? Okay. Of course, you, I want unconditional love. I, I don't want a point system. I don't want to have to be performing constantly for God to love me. However, in marriage, many times, that's exactly what happens, is our love is an emotion-based love based on how our spouse is performing for us at that moment or during that period of time. Okay, so I want to be loved with a, a trans-circumstantial, unconditional love. That's the way I want to be loved, okay? And so here's another question. 
What type of love do you believe is the best foundation for your marriage? Okay, all the types of love that I mentioned, by the way, should be in our marriages. Uh, we should have fond feelings and passion for one another, sexuality, all of those things like that, family bond, all, all of those things should be present. But understand this, we all have a foundation for our love. In your friendships, in your relationship with God, in your relationship with spouse, all of us have a foundational concept of, of love. And that concept is either an emotion or a decision. It, it, you can't have both. The foundation, I'm not talking about all of them. And so, let me, let me say something else. You can't give away what you don't have. And if you believe that God's love for you is conditional and based on an emotion, you can only give that away. See, for years in my life, even as a Christian, I, had, I grew up under performance. I, I grew up in a performance-based system in every area of my life. And the system was, if you do good, it'll be all right. We like you better. If you don't do good, it won't be okay. We don't like you as well. And you're always performing to try to be liked better and to be accepted or, or whatever like that. That's performance-based love. Understand, if that's your brand of love, that's what you give to everybody else. Everybody around you, it's just it's tit for tat. If, if you're good to me, you scratch my back, I'll scratch your back. You hack my back, I'll hack your back. It's just tit for tat. I'm just gonna give away what I have, and if you're not doing well, I can't give you better than you deserve. That, that's, that's what's wrong. But listen, if I believe, if I believe that God loves me on my worst day, if I believe that God's love is a constant, and I have good days and bad days, and God's love is like this, it never goes down because I'm doing worse. It never goes up because I'm doing better. It can't go any higher. He loves me with an everlasting love. Somebody say amen. amen. So that, what I'm saying is you have a foundation for how you love people. You have a foundation, an understanding of how you love your spouse. And what I'm saying, do you love your spouse? And inside, you're, you're being very honest now. Because Karen and I were out of love. I'm just saying, we, we were out of smack out of love. We were out of like. We were just out. And so I've been there and I understand. Our brand of love, when we told each other that we loved each other and that we wanted to get married, we had an inferior brand of love that could not endure marriage. And we found ourselves smack out of love because the foundation of our love was an emotion. Okay, here's the difference between agape love that it makes as the foundation of our marriage. Number one, agape love is consistent and keeps the trust and goodwill of the relationship strong. It's consistent. See, I don't know what my emotions are gonna do tomorrow. I just don't know. If I wake up tomorrow in a, in a funk, should I be mean to Karen? Shouldn't, I shouldn't. And all the women said, no. <laughs> all women said that. No. If you're ruled by your emotions, you're an inconsistent lover. Because you can only love to the degree that you feel. You're a prisoner of your emotions. But if you have agape love, it means regardless of how I feel, regardless of what the circumstances are, and regardless of what you're doing, I'm gonna love you anyway. That's what, that's what God is. Isn't that the way God is? He doesn't love us based on performance. He doesn't love us based on a mood that he's in. He loves us the same all the time. Listen, when you have agape love is the foundation of your marriage, you're more consistent and that builds trust 
And it means you're better friends with each other, you have more passion, you have better sex, and there's more of a family bond. Every other type of love flourishes on the foundation of agape love. When you don't have agape love, no other love can function as the foundation. It can't, because it's inconsistent by its very nature. You're moody, you're controlled by your feelings. Another benefit of agape love is agape love closes the door on the devil as he tries to accuse your spouse, tell you that you made a mistake, and tempts you to turn your heart and entertain sin. And the, the uh, devil in Revelation 12, 10 is called the accuser of the brethren. He loves to accuse us before God and each other. Ephesians 4, 27 calls him the slander. If we go to bed angry, it says we give a foothold to the slanderer, and he can't wait. He, this is what he did with Karen and me. We fought and fought and fought. I went to bed on anger many times, and the devil came to me and told me that I had made a mistake and offended me toward Karen. And I, I thought it was me, but it, was, it wasn't me, it was him. He comes stealthily. He says things like, they don't care about me, they only care about themselves. You're offended at your spouse, You're, you know, they did something to make you mad or didn't do something you wanted them to do. I'm gonna live my life without true love if I stay married to them. These are the kind of thoughts the devil puts in your head. I made a mistake in marrying them. I'm not gonna give to them until they change and say they are wrong. They are the problem, and until they change, our marriage will be bad. Blank is the right person for me, and when Karen and I were in the dark days of our marriage, I knew I had made a mistake, and I thought, I, I knew the girl that I should have married, I thought, which was wrong. I wouldn't be in this situation if I were married to, to so-and-so. They are so weird, something is wrong with them. These are the kind of thoughts that the devil implants in your head. So, um, 1 Corinthians 13 says, love bears all things, believes all things, hopes all things, endures all things. You know the word for love there? Agape. Agape love will not receive an accusation. Agape love will not receive an offense. Agape love believes all things and hopes all things and bears all things. And so when the devil comes to you and he begins to accuse your spouse, he hates your marriage. He hates your marriage because it's the best thing for your life. It's the best thing for your children. God made it. There are a million reasons he hates your marriage, but he works overtime to try to split you up. And he does it through accusations and slander. And agape love is the only love that has a shield strong enough to deflect that. I will not listen to you talk bad about my spouse devil. And yeah, we're going through a bad time right now, but that's okay. I know we're gonna come out of it and I know that they're the right person for me. I believe all things and I hope all things and that gives me the ability to endure all things. That's why agape love is so much better. Here's another reason that agape love is right for the foundation of our marriage. Agape love gives us the ability to give to our spouse when our needs are not being met and positive emotions are not present. It says that for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son. Let me ask you a question. Was the world doing right by God when God gave his son? No. The world that God gave his son to crucify his son. When we were in our sins, Jesus died for us. So in other words, agape love gave to us when we didn't deserve it, is that right? Without agape love present in a relationship, there's always a point system present, like I was talking about earlier. It's tit for tat. But there are going to be times in your relationship when your spouse doesn't give to you. It, they're just gonna be times. That's, that's why when we get married, we say for better, for worse, for rich, for poor, sickness and health. There are gonna be times of sickness, sometimes maybe serious or prolonged, times of grief or loss. 
loss of a loved one, loss of a job, disappointment, whatever it might be, times of stress, financial pressure, difficulty, times of disagreement, frustration, times of sin and failure. And what happens is if you're not, if agape love is not the foundation of your relationship, you wait until your spouse is doing well because it's, it's, it's a brownie point system. And it's a merit system. And so you, you haven't been doing well lately, so I'm not going to, I'm not gonna do anything for you because you're not doing anything for me. Agape love gives when they're not getting. Agape love is the only type of love that can give when it's not receiving back. That's why it says that God's the love of the world. Now, I know the answer to this, but aren't you glad when you were in your sins that Jesus died for you? He didn't wait for you to do well. When you were doing bad, he did for you. And aren't you glad that when you're having a bad day, he still loves you and answers your prayers? That's agape love. This is Brent Evans with Marriage Today, and I wanna thank you for listening to the Marriage Today podcast. We believe your marriage has a 100% chance of success if you do it God's way. If you enjoyed today's teaching and wanna keep learning, subscribe to the Marriage Today podcast and take some time to leave us a review. Your reviews help us spread the word and can encourage someone else in need. For more great marriage content, check out marriagetoday.com where you can see all of our marriage building resources, videos, articles, and live events.